Well, we're here, here for the first in a series of regular podcasts from Boxer Systems to talk about topics of interest to the industry. And today we're very fortunate to have with us Boxer CTO, Mark Risby, uh, who unsurprisingly is geared up to talk about one of the hot topics at the moment, um, and that's NDI and how it stacks up against SMPTE 2110 um, with trade shows coming up where that will be a topic of consideration. Uh, Boxer is well-placed to have a a broader view than most, and we're fortunate to have Mark here to illuminate us from where he sits. Thank you. Um, yes, I guess NDI uh, is, I guess it is a hot topic. It's probably the, one of the single most uh, uh, usual things at the minute people are coming up to ask me about. Um, we've worked in uh, the formation and the early stages of the SMPTE standards, so we've been talking IP for a long time. But we've also been working with... Uh, uh, new tech uh, and NDI products, uh, well, for a very similar quite, amount of time. Quite some time, Quite yeah. some time, yeah. yeah. So uh, a lot of people have been sitting on the fence about NDI, but but come up and say, well, just checking in, how, how's, how's that NDI going? <laughs> What's going on with NDI? So You're finding they were reluctant to uh, put their toe in the water initially because they didn't want to have to commit. Yes, uh, I think broadcast people, certainly. I think yeah. um, when we work with people in the AV world or perhaps in the, um, you know, outside of, uh, of the top-end broadcast world, actually there's been very little question about NDI. You know, should I use it? Interesting. You show it to them and they think that's good and they use it. You know, <laughs> Because um, I think people are less worried about standards uh, and more yeah. worried about the application in that market. Uh, with broadcasters, um, there have been a lot of people who are waiting, you know, because... Um, you know, this kind of stuff is, is serious infrastructure. So you don't yeah, go and change your infrastructure <laughs> of course. Uh, lightly. And, and also they've had to do enough of it in recent years anyway. Well, exactly. And, and you know, people are, are risk averse. So, you know, yeah. putting, your, uh, putting all your eggs in a new basket is probably, uh, you know, it's not what we often do. So I kind of understand that. Um, and we've been working with people on sort of island projects and sort of yeah. POCs to, to actually start seeing where IP will actually help them. Yeah. Um, it's easy to say IP is great for everybody, but you know it, it doesn't work like that. The reality is something. The reality different. is somewhat different. Yeah. yeah. So you know we've we've kind of worked on both sides of the fence with both technologies, mm-hmm. um, and you know they're definitely horses for courses, and it really depends on your background. So if you're a broadcaster and uh, you know you want uncompressed, and you want a service provider maybe, and you want the absolute you know. Um, lightest touch you can have on the signal if you like maybe mm-hmm. that's a good way of putting it mm-hmm. um, then 2110 is the standards only standards compliant uh, family of standards again yeah. you must remember that 2110 is not a single thing it is a family that's a right family. Um, and that um, you, you sort of look and say well yeah if I want something that I can say is guaranteed via a standard to be uh, interoperable with vendors all using the same standard and uh, I'd like it uncompressed and, you know, these things are the most important things to me. Um, then I'm in 2110's great. Mm-hmm. Um, it comes with its own series of challenges, you know, it, um, PTP timing sure. uh, is, is you know, reasonably complicated to get right and people are, um, you know, are understanding that. And also things like the infrastructure itself, you know, this, this whole talk of COTS, you know, commercially off-the-shelf mm-hmm. hardware. And 2110 uses some pretty serious hardware. I mean, network-wise, you know, it's not a it's not a Netgear switch from Maplin. <laughs> Maplin is still around anyway. But it's it's a you know it's a serious carrier grade or enterprise level switch, and the costs associated with that, 
You know, so we're getting to the point now that all those things together, meaning that 2110 is becoming, um, you know, financially reasonable against, you know, SDI, certainly over a certain channel count, yeah. anyway. Um, but it isn't, you know, uh, cheap, cheap to get into it. So there is a serious investment required and um, also skilling change. I guess we've got, to, we've got to skill up a lot of engineers to be ready for 2110. And to oh, really? Yeah. yeah. You know, broadcast engineers are actually pretty flexible people in general. Um, I find we're, we're quite lucky in our, in our world that um, people tend to be multidisciplined. But, you know, 2110 requires some serious network skills. And, mm. you know, that's taking a while for people to transition over. Um, we found in broadcast that IT people don't necessarily um, instantly become broadcast engineers just because there's a, a, a RJ45 connector yeah. on the back of it or whatever. That's that's been the case for some time. Yeah, absolutely. It's always been a, it's always been an issue and, and and an ongoing one. Yeah. So I think you know until we we get we see our, our customers skilled and, and and learning, which they are doing at you know quite a speed. I have to say. Um, I think you know that that twenty one ten has taken a little bit of time for people to get their heads around it. Yeah, NDI comes from a very different place. You know, it's designed. It came out of the gate um, with a load of features that are only just coming to twenty one ten now, like mm-hmm. auto discovery protocols, yeah. for example. And so NDI is much much more a plug and play network. The bandwidths are much lower. Um, the quality is high. Um, yeah. you know, the compression uses is very good. Um, it only ever goes through the compression sequence once when it goes into the NDI world. And, uh, you know, it, it multi-gens really, really well. Um, but that means that our bit rates are much, much lower. You know, we're not needing, a, you know, 12 gig or 10 gig or whatever connection yeah. to do 4K. We can do that in a couple of hundred uh, megabits. Uh, so we're, we're in a sort of, you know, a different level of switch, much cheaper um, to get your infrastructure done. Um, the timing is built into it. Um, as I said, the auto discovery makes it just work in, you know, it just appears as a source with very little config. Um, and I think that... It's quite remarkable. It is. And it, it, it's from that point of view, people have just got on and done NDI trials, plugged it in and said, yeah, I get it. Yeah, it, I get it. I get it. <laughs> and it also, NDI has got a couple of things because it's a much more lightweight protocol, if you like. Um, we have we have advantages like we can run a software driver on a PC Mm-hmm. And the output of that PC is now available as an NDI source. So if you're doing an e-gaming application, for example, yeah. um, you might have 15 PCs on the network all wanting to contribute as sources. Mm-hmm. That used to require 15 physical converters to get that into the system. With NDI, it's a driver. No longer, it's a driver. No longer. So your oh, system wow. becomes significantly less complicated and more flexible. So as we're starting to see um, you know, cameras come out with NDI connections on them directly, we've yes. got... You know some PTZ cameras uh, that that are, uh, are NDI enabled, um, power over Ethernet, one connected yeah. to them. That camera is available to every device on the NDI. And off you go. And off you go. So wow. if you're doing reality or you're doing multi-camera corporates, for example, and, yeah. You know, you're you know you can build a system incredibly quickly, very flexibly. Um, we have people using Venue Cat Five, you know, to route stuff around in mm-hmm. ways they just couldn't have done before. So I think. Um, you know, the corporate world especially has sort of looked at NDI and just gone, yeah, brilliant. I was just about to ask you those sorts of applications, what it would yeah. be suited to. But, well, it's suitable for anything. I mean, it's not limited to corporate at all. You know, we've got broadcast customers. But they find it easy to grasp. They don't question it. Yeah, okay. I think the difference is broadcast, we, we want we, we want to do many more 
hours and POCs and testing, you know. And because it's not a true standard, you know, it, it's a new tech-owned standard yeah. that they've yeah. opened to anyone who wants it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's worth saying that's something like 900 developers, you know, have downloaded the SDK and are working on it. There are hundreds of products using NDI today. Yeah, um, It's included as a standard on Skype now. So every Microsoft Skype license is an NDI source. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. That's you know, amazing. You can yeah. play off an Avid timeline and any NDI device can pick up that timeline as an output. So that's new. So, you know, people are adopting it and it makes, you know, because of the lower bandwidth, it makes it fit a lot of other applications. So sure. it's, 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 you know, from that point of view, it's got a lot going for it. Now, you know, 2110, um, you know, we have more interest in that from, you know, broadcasters and service providers mm-hmm. who want to keep their infrastructure as high and as good and absolutely pristine as it can possibly be. Yes. And uncompressed, you know, is the way to do that for those people. Sure. Um, but there are, you know, it's just to say NDI is an option, uh, you know, if, if you feel more comfortable and you're happy with, you know, with a compressed format. Going forward, do I suppose the $64,000 question is in their current incarnations or perhaps even future incarnations, can NDI and the family of 2110 coexist? Oh, yeah, absolutely. They can. They can now. Um, there are... Um, New tech uh, have a box that does exactly that, allows you to get NDI in and out, uh, uh, you know, of your um, mm-hmm. 2110 system. And we're definitely going to see more of that. When you start putting network connections on the back instead of video connections, yeah. there's no reason why um, products can't run multiple protocols. Why, yeah. why would you? You know, so I don't, I don't uh, see this as a single um, standard world. I mean, we're really bad at having single standards. <laughs> yes, um, we've been historically... Uh... Well, certainly since, certainly since SDI and things, in fairness. I mean, yeah. SDI has hung around for a long time, and it works, and it's known, and it's trusted, and it, it, it's interoperable. And it, and it will be around for some time to come be. in some form. But we do we have to also have to remember that SDI didn't work brilliantly at first. No, it, it didn't. took a while for it to get going. <laughs> I, right. I remember doing a lot of testing during, um, <laughs> you know, during that period, and then um, also with HDSDI. That got really difficult. You know, what we're putting mm. over a, a coax cable um, is essentially RF. You know, when you're looking at 1.5 gigabits and up, you know up to 12 gigabits, it's not an easy task to put that stuff over over <laughs> coax. So, you know, it's, it's more likely to work over an antenna. Yeah. So you know, we, we, we're seeing a few you know um, early birth problems, I guess. Um, but 2110's moved on so much in the last year since mm-hmm. it, the standard was you know finally ratified and approved, and people are getting on. And it's not a question of when and where. It's just. You know, a slightly ungainly name, perhaps, is probably not helping. Uh, not helping. I still think they should have called it something different. But um, you know, twenty one ten is is the way that that, that direction is going. But you know, I think we're seeing um, you know software you know enables us to change uh, the protocol system speak in a way that we could never have done a few years ago. Really. So yeah, I think we are. You know why won't we? Why won't we see multiple um, standards uh, on the output of the device? You know, it, it just makes total sense. Yeah, there are bigger issues. I think there when, are bigger issues. Yeah, yes. when, when you start going to um, when you start thinking about twenty one ten, for example, uh, you've got to you know you've got to look after your network. We've got to approach yeah. our network in a way that IT people have done a better job in the past. You know, we are. We have to maintain uh, our switches. We have to know what's on our network. We have to know how it's connected. We have to understand how routing works, our network security works. We have to think about um, security in many different places. You know, you want 
probably a separate network from mm-hmm. other networks that you have, and you want to, you know, look after that in a in a very uh, you know considered and careful way because you know that is your crown jewels. Yeah. So we've got to start, um, I guess, taking some um, some lessons from IT on how they would do that in large systems. You know, we we'll have to update switches. Mm-hmm. You know, people generally don't update a video router. There are video routers out there that have been in there for 15 often, years no. that have never had software change, probably never been turned off. Yeah. It doesn't work that way in IT, you know. I yeah. mean, there are switches and things that stay on for long Good periods point. of time, but I think we're gonna, we're gonna, we've got to start building those things into our infrastructure, and that's, that's new for us. What had originally been called a you know, conversion is now then a collision has now actually become collusion in a way, I yeah, suppose. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so whatever works for you is most, or both, whatever works for you is most likely going to work for you if you've got the knowledge and the expertise or can build it in behind yeah. it. I mean, you know, the, the days, I do think the days of having SDO and the output of something are numbered. Um, yeah. You know, just from, we're not, we don't have the money as the industry we once had, you know, so True. We, we need to sort of ride somewhat on the coattails of the IT curve. Yeah. You know, so if we can, uh, if we can find, you know, standardized products that work for us, you know, so it, now the network infrastructure is fast enough to do what we want. We've waited a long time for it to be fast enough to do what we want. Yeah. Now, you know, it, it's a case of us being able to, to write software and, and build systems around it and modify them as we go on. So, you know, for whatever standard comes out in the future, you know, I, I don't doubt it'll have a, a network, you know, story over any other type of physical interface. In other words, if it works for you, it works for us and we can all make it work together. Well, yeah, I, I just think, you know, the future is IP. It's just that simple. Yeah, it's yeah. that simple, isn't it? <laughs> well, Mark, thank you very much for your time. Uh, it was very insightful, very informative, and uh, I look forward to the next visit. Thank you.